Oh, baby. Oh, my God. Look at this song right now. Listen to this podcast right now. Episode 17 of Hype Drop. About to drop. Everybody's on the wall. Waiting on some alcohol. Nobody here wants to talk. Oh, tell them. No one's on the dance floor. I don't plan on leaving soon. No. my god gang oh my god <laughs> i just keep doing it to you or i don't maybe i don't maybe you hate this shit but this is another track off that majid jordan album the space between and that's the title track that song is called the space between and it asks you to live in the moment with me and live in the space between which that's what i want from you guys i want you guys to live in the space between which can mean a lot of things. I think um, for the guys that made this song, it was like about the space between them performing their tracks where they actually create the music. And uh, and also there was another analogy they, they used it. I don't know, I saw some interview with them. Anyhow, I'm really hyped on this band, by the way. I don't know if you guys have uh, checked them out yet, but you need to. As far as I'm concerned, it's one of the... Um, it's one of like the greatest albums of our generation in a way. Maybe that's a stretch, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. 2017, that album came out October, which is fitting. It came out on that October's very own sound, that Drake's label out of Toronto. They're Toronto-based duo. And <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's got you feeling a way, as those Torontans would say, I think. It's got you feeling some way. And it makes me feel a way. And I, I think uh, it just captures that kind of feeling. I don't know. This just captures something authentic. Those guys were producing it out of their dorm when they, when they started. So some real shit. And yeah, I don't know. Just the whole album cover to cover. It's a really good one. I just can't recommend it enough. You guys need to be listening to it. As far as I'm concerned, you listen to it immediately. Go out and listen to Magic Jordan, Space Between. I've been playing it for you on the fucking podcast every few weeks anyways. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Pardon my French. Welcome to this episode. We got another solo blast, guys. I'm sorry. We, we just can't line up the guests so much. And also, I'm releasing this episode late. It's late on a Tuesday, but I will get this out before midnight. So I have not missed my deadline ever still. I have not missed my commitment to this podcast. And I want you guys to know that I won't. I'm staying strong. I'm staying true. I won't, I won't lie to you, boys and girls. It's been a bit rough the last few weeks. It's been bad busy, and I've just sometimes I'll wake up, and I'm like, God damn it, I don't want to do the podcast. Not because I don't want to do it, but just because there's so little time, and I'm just like, oh, my God, today's going to be insane, plus I have to do a podcast. So 
I hope you guys appreciate that. I'm always actually excited to sit down and, and go ahead and do this, especially if I have energy left in the day, which today I do, which is awesome. Um, so here we are. It's Tuesday. It is the, what is it? The 28th of May and, or maybe it's the 29th of May and Memorial day weekend just passed Memorial day. Uh, one of those holidays where you're just like, fuck, is it veterans day or is it labor day or is it the other one? Like, I don't know what happened. We got cut off for a second there, but we're back. We're back. Um, I had to restart recording real quick, but what the hell happened here? We're good. We're good. I just, uh, that was annoying cause I, I was going on a little bit of a rant and you guys missed out on it. Um, we'll see if I can recap what, it, what happened is I looked up what Memorial day weekend was so I could get a little more vert or versed on it. And it's a, it's also known as decoration day. Apparently is a federal holiday in the U S for remembering the people who died in well died while serving the country's armed forces. So certainly a worthwhile day to take off. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't get the day off. I don't have a government job. Not everybody does. But uh, what I was saying is also that's the day of the Boulder Boulder, a race, this 10K race that runs through Boulder and that pisses everyone off who doesn't run it. But if you run it like I did last year, <clears throat> then you fuck your ankles up if you run it in Fayuse like I did because it never ran that far in my entire life and probably never will again. But uh, at least I had the will. At halfway at the halfway mark, you know what? The cardio actually wasn't the biggest problem for me. The halfway mark though, my ankle was getting real pissed at me, and my feet were just my calves were just just seizing up, and I just kept going. And then I couldn't walk for about a week. Couldn't walk normally. So cool. I was it was totally worth it, gang. Um, but yeah, the Memorial Day. Shout out to the people running that race, but also and more importantly, the people who died serving our armed forces, those fallen heroes. <clears throat> what I was saying before I got cut off and had to restart recording a little bit was like, it's kind of crazy. Like we all have these, probably all these countries have uh, Memorial days of their own, right? They all have their own Memorial day. And then it's just kind of like weird when you think about it. It's just, there's all these Countries are sitting down to remember the people that died fighting for them. But if we stop fighting, you wouldn't have to take the day off and think about all the people that died because it'd still be alive. But then I was like, well, what about the the, uh, the nature of life? What the fuck? Like, we got cut off again, guys. This is really starting to piss me off. I don't know what's going on with this thing. What the hell is going on? All right. Again. Such is the struggle when you have your own podcast that you barely have time to devote to the hosting it, much less like figuring out all the production parts. We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't know what's going on though. I really don't know why it just stopped recording on us. It's super annoying. Um, and now I can't hear myself. Now I can't hear myself. God damn it, you guys. I was having such a good start and now i'm pissed okay i think we're back god damn it okay if this thing cuts me off again i'm gonna freak the fuck out i'm gonna freak out um 
Let's see here. We have we have a few things to go over, guys. Um, again, shout out to those Memorial Day people. Anyone who had a fallen hero or relatives. I mean, I, my great grandfather was in the World War uh, One and Two. My great grandfather on my dad's side. Never knew the guy because, you know, you don't always get to know your great grandparents. Um, I don't know that he died though in the war. I think he's just dead. But. <clears throat> But damn, but I'll be damned if he didn't serve in the war. And so did my grandfather. So they get a little peace. They're dead, but they didn't die in battle. So I guess they get like Veterans Day instead of Memorial Day. But I'm giving them a piece of Memorial Day today um, or the weekend. And uh, let's see here. What do we have to talk about? What happened also last week in between, the space between, the space between these podcasts, um, which I think you guys will appreciate and you should always cherish the space between everything. Uh, those are the moments, you know, that's what makes music. That's why I love that album. That's what makes music, the negative space. Otherwise it'd just be a bunch of like static. That's fucking notes. That's what notes would sound like. That's what music would sound like. It would be the static channel on your television. If you ever had one, if you were young enough or old enough rather to, to remember that there was actual channels that would just be white snow static because there ain't no space between. But when you separate things out and there's notes and then there's obviously other parts of music, but that's what like gives things rhythm. That's what gives things meaning. Sometimes the space between the space between the fucking highs and the lows, that's what gives them the depth that they have. Anyhow, what am I talking about? Rambling, rambling on, waxing poetic about some bullshits. Um, but I do have some real things to talk about that happened. Uh, we, I had a last week, Sebastian Foucault, the living legend, the, yeah, actually, as soon as I finished the episode last week, recording the outro or whatever, I went straight from there to Sebastian Foucault's workshop. And, uh, I, I don't know like how to exactly sum it up. I mean, First of all, like it was just you. It's one of those experiences. Like well, I'll say outright, like you have to be there. You 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 need to be in his presence. You need to meet Sebastian. You need to meet him for yourself if you know who he is. He's um. <clears throat> well, shit. Let's go into that for a second because if you don't know who he is, you need to know. And if you're, basically, Sebastian Foucault is one of the original founders of parkour and like one of the first people. And in my opinion. He, he is my favorite high watermark on mainstream culture for parkour. If you look at all the high watermarks, there's like the documentaries, which again, he was in both Jump London and Jump Britain. So you'll see him in both of those groundbreaking, like, you know, those are historic parkour documentaries. And he's also the, the dude that gets chased by James Bond in Casino Royale, which if you're like me, you love James Bond, you love that movie, Casino Royale, and you love the scene where Sebastian's getting chased around by James Bond. There's literally no higher watermark, in my opinion, for parkour still to this day. That's that's 2006 or seven or something is when that movie came out, and it's my favorite thing that's ever happened in a way in parkour still, as fucked up as that's to say. Like, mainstream-wise, not within, like, the culture, but... Things like things that you can reference with like the muggles of the world. You can be like this. That's what I would point to if I was going to point to anything. I wouldn't point to the fucking office. I hate that shit. 
I don't like people screaming hardcore parkour. That pisses me off. The Casino Royale thing was actually cool. It actually gave parkour like a really cool... It, it brought it in a really, really cool light. First of all, it juxtaposed it. It was brilliant because it juxtaposed... Sebastian Foucault's like at that time elite level free running and of course like the things that he does in the movie are still elite today just because no one can do that shit it's uh it's just it's not possible the jumps that they did in the movie were like 30 foot height drops to fucking cranes that you land in like half cat or like support position which is you break both wrists and fall to your death for sure that's what would happen so don't try to emulate it but it emulated some really awesome parkour movements from Seb and it put them against James Bond, who's also a badass, but it also like they did a really good job of not let showing James Bond doing parkour, which is like what a lot of movies do. They show like some stunt person like fills in for whoever Tom Cruise or some shit, even though he does his own stunts, but, uh, for whoever, God damn it, Brad Pitt, some other fucking superstar. Then when they do parkour in the movies, like they have some stunt guy do it and he looks like he knows what he's doing. Sebastian Foucault's character knows what he's doing in the movie. James Bond doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, but he still like innovates his way through and capsage up to him, but he looks clumsy doing it, you know? It's cool because it shows the skill of this uh this random, you know, you don't know why this character is so good at parkour in the movie other than like he's a badass. But uh I think that was one of the best things. I think that's what you really want to do with a chase scene when you want to highlight the the skill and the 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 nuance and the 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 sexiness of parkour is you have to put it next to, you know, the the nothingness that is you know what people generally have. Even if they're badass people, if they haven't trained that you know art of parkour, then you're you know the art of the duplacement, you know the art of movement. Um, they don't know shit. Is what I'm saying. And uh, and Sebastian is because. Uh, of the documentaries and everything, he was sort of credited as the founder of free running because he was in those documentaries and, <clears throat> and they used free running as that term as a, you know, a, a synonym, basically like a English speaking, like a ter- alternative for parkour. Cause people in the English speaking world, they're so adverse to saying anything in any other language that you have to come up with words just for them. So just a marketing scheme. And, um, and he's just a really cool guy like Sebastian. And then also he went on to tour with Madonna and, uh, you know, he, he, he did some big things in the parkour community. Like as, as, uh, as big as anyone's really ever done them, you know, David Bell is another person who's been in motion pictures as himself, like actually on screen with lines or with parts or you know, that's like, a some of the things that definitely a lot of the athletes in the world, the parkour are into and like would be stoked to see themselves doing the same sorts of things, you know, being in a James Bond film, that's, you know, he told some of the stories on that and, uh, it was absolutely amazing to, to, to just spend some time with him. I mean, he's still moving. He's 44 years old now. And I think that was one of the most inspiring things with training with Seb is you, you see that he, he's, He's still moving, first of all. He's still like ecstatic about parkour. He still loves, he's joyful every time he moves. He's joyful at the the idea of going out and learning and expressing himself and, and, and just moving and teaching people and helping people discover their own path through movement. And um, he's just like the most energetic, 
like fun dude to be around and you know and he's very intelligent and he knows a lot about what it takes to be at the level that he is at which is you know still moving very very well for you know as well as any 44 year old moves you know as far as i can tell you know there's maybe a few other people out there like him but um you know, he was taking some drops. He was doing some big things and he's also very careful to not overdo it. You know, he, one of the biggest things, and I think it's really encouraging to, to hear from him, especially since he's actually lived it is his approach to keeping things sustainable and, you know, to see him still moving at 44, the way he does, um, especially with all the wear and tear that he's certainly put on his body over the years, you know, and, and he'll be the first to admit, like, it is wear and tear. Like even when you're doing parkour the best way, he'll say like, yeah, at a certain age, you don't recover the same way. And it, and it's not, you know, you have to give your body breaks. You have to be smart. And, you know, he, he talked about the, the seasonality of his training where he'll go into spring awakening. He's got a pretty sweet French accent. So I might imitate that a little bit. Spring awakening where you like coming out of, of winter and you're feeling, you start to explore and he, he does, he does a lot of trekking, which is what, you know, this is how he warms up. This is like trekking is like just the art of exploring basically, you know, it's just warming up just by going somewhere, just moving, just trying little things. And, um, I was really stoked to see that because that's, that's always been my favorite way to warm up. I didn't really realize that he had kind of like categorized it and made it into a, his own, uh, mini practice within parkour, but that's my favorite thing to do is like, that's what, that's what gets you excited is trekking is, you know, this idea you go out and explore, you, you interact with your environment, which is always good because you're starting to interact in a lot of different ways, which gets you warmed up, not in some silly way where you're doing wrist circles and elbow bends and like leg swings and, and shit like that. But you're actually just moving, you're moving like, you know, you do a stretch and you know, everyone, this is a, this is a classic line, but you know, you don't see the Panther do some arm circles or some leg kicks before he hunts. You don't see the tigers, you know, roll their ankles in like 40 circles in both directions and then like kick one sideways. And then, you know, none of that shit happens in the wild. If you're an animal, you, if you get in touch with your body, you just start moving. And, um, so you move around, you interact with the environment. And I think this is a really good thing for people to do is as a, as a warm up, you know, you you also interact with the surfaces. You start to understand the durability of things, the environment, like the stability of the obstacles you might be jumping on, and you're going slow. And I think like moving is, I, I don't know. I just was really excited to see that's how he warms up because one, I don't like to warm up the other way. And two, that's, you know, it's working for him as, you know, as the other thing. Like it, clearly it's working. He's, you know, in his upper ear for middle forties now and he's got kids and, and he, he, he moves great. He feel he feels, he seems just super energetic and full of, full of life. Um, so that's the spring. That's the trekking. Then there's summer expression. There's like, when you go, go nuts, basically like it's summer, like express yourself, get wild, you know, use the sun, use the energy, use that fire energy and just fucking send ascend it and that's where we're about to hit this that's why it's such an exciting time for parkour always in about this time of year may june it's like all right we're all about ready to send we're about ready to get things popping june is about to happen and uh that means sending is is in store and you're already seeing it we're already seeing some crazy shit happening um so 
that's summer and then the smooth smooth autumn or smooth fall and that's where you kind of start to calm things down a bit it's kind of like the cool down it's kind of like do things that are not so high impact you know take start to start to keep moving and keep the blood and everything moving but don't necessarily um go wild you know it's not the time for it's not the time for doing your biggest shit it's the time for repairing the body while you move like active recovery and and learning on some maybe working on some skills that you know require movement but don't require ballistic movement so working on your falling drills maybe doing some handstands some strength work or maybe doing anything that's not parkour you know whatever like swimming like uh that would be a really smooth activity because you're you're moving through water there's nothing smoother than that maybe if you swam in lotion or if you swam in like butter then that would be smoother but <clears throat> then there's a winter sanctuary was the last one and he straight up he was like yeah i'm on fucking netflix i'm on netflix for three months like and that's he's like you need that your tendons like the tendon they need like you know it's so funny i love the way he talks um he needs you need to give your body especially when you get to certain ages and stuff you need to give it periods of rest like it needs your tendons especially do not recover the way that your muscles do and it can take that long it can take up to to three months for them to fully restore and you know and it, it always of course it depends what you want out of your practice but um another really interesting like thing uh, uh, excuse me, like just like a paradigm of, of concepts that he brought to, to share with us was the, like kind of this elemental transformation through, through a free runner's life. And like, when you start out, you're kind of this beginner and he kind of likens it to the earth or like the, he has like a green earthy, um, starting symbol. And then after that, it's a fire symbol. Like that's what his next one is where you just like starting to, now you feel good and you start, and he says, this is kind of, you know, this is where people in the limelight, this is where I certainly like have lived and, you know, for, uh, for like Merm and for, you know, all my, the biggest things is like when you're going as hard as you can and you're carrying the flag of parkour and you really feel like you're carrying the torch, the flame, you're literally carrying the flame, the spirit of of the discipline of the art and really just full on expression. Like the innovators, the people that are throwing the newest things, things you've never seen, things that's never been done. And, uh, you know, the poshas of the world, the, you know, anyone who's like made a name for themselves, they've made a name typically in this period. They've made the name during their fire, their expressionary period where they're just, and in between each period, there's also like transitionary periods, you know, where people go, they don't, it's not like one day they're this and the next day they're that. It's just, you can see it when you see it. And, um, you know, Nate Weston is clearly in the fire period right now. He's going berserk. Verky, that little 15, 16 year old kid is him and Ed Scott just threw a double cork over some gap. They're fire. They fire right now. They throw and they spit in that fire clearly. Um, and then after that, and it's kind of like the seasons, like then it becomes water and then it's more smooth. You start to calm your practice down. It not, it doesn't become so much about, uh, throwing your big, or, you know, carrying the torch of parkour as much as you, you let it go more and the torch is passed on to the next generation and you do it for yourself now for different reasons, for more motives that are personal to you. Um, and that are not driven, you know, I mean, that's kind of, that's true for maybe the entirety of the, the journey, but damn, I wish, I wish I would have written some notes down for you guys, but let's just say the water part is smoother and it's, uh, it's just more, 
you know, he says this is where he is. This is where most people, he says he still hasn't met the final stage, which is like an air form um, parkour practitioner, you know, and like water is where you, you, you find like your stability, you find your, your sustainability with it, you know, and you find like peace with the practice where you don't, you don't have to do crazy things anymore necessarily, but you do things just to keep moving, just to like, because you enjoy the, the feel of it and um, you're not necessarily going hard. I don't know if that makes sense, but it made sense when he told it to me. And then, uh, and then you have the air, which is like, that's like the monk level where you just, you're the Bruce Lee of fucking parkour. If you get there, if you meet anyone like that, we're not even necessarily old enough to have that person yet. You know, it's like the culture is young enough that it's, uh, it's new. And, um, you know, we might not see anyone reach that elite level status, uh, as far in terms of like the, the evolution of the, the mindset and like the, the spirit of, of parkour. But, um, Jesus, I don't know. That was, that was just some of the things that I remember just from, from spending time with Seb and, um, both of them were meaningful, you know, like just seeing him describe his seasonal training and, and just his approach and philosophy to, to the art of, you know, movement. And he's so chill. He's so chill. He doesn't, he has a sense of humor about the whole thing, like that he's a fucking founder and like he's legend and all that. Like he's very aware of it, but he also comes as a student. He comes as, as you know, a peer. He doesn't come as like the master. He doesn't pretend to have all the answers and he certainly doesn't like give a shit necessarily like about what parkour and free running like debate there is or, you know, you know, even the fig stuff, he's just like, it's not, it's not my fight. It's not my battle. And it's not up, you know, it's, it's, he's just one of us, you know, he's one of, he's just like you, he's just like me, you know, you can't expect everyone to, you know, take on the whole of the, of the, of the discipline, you know, and it's, it certainly doesn't feel like it's my mission and, and, and I respect and, and I appreciate his honesty and him, you know, and also not feeling like it's, it's his thing anymore. Like he doesn't want to be, in politics for that, um, which I can understand, you know, especially someone who has a family. And then, uh, and then one other thing of note that I remember that I wanted to share with you guys is that he also was very, very, um, adamant. He made a very, he made it a point to, to express that, like, you know, it was all collaborative and all that. And, and everyone like was a big part of everything, but also that David Bell, is a very, very important, he was the drive, driving force behind, you know, the, the Yamakasi and like the, the craziest things that went down almost were all him. You know, he was like the, the, the person who could set the bar and, uh, and, and drive everyone else to do it. And everyone had their own drive, but, um, he definitely made it a point to give some big ups basically to David Bell and, you know, and pushing all of them back when it, when it mattered most. So, so if you're a nerd and you like parkour history and shit, um, yeah, hopefully that helped and you were into that a little bit. I certainly was. I was more into it like when I was sitting there in front of Seb and, and kind of just listening to him speak on it. Um, and I recommend you guys do the same. If, if the tour comes through your hood or your town or wherever, I would definitely get the opportunity to train with Seb. It's, it's definitely reminds you, you know, he's got like a little bit of that old school approach and he reminds you, some of the things that are most important about the practice and most important about moving and, and just the community of it, even, you know, it was very fun doing some challenges as a group in the workshop. And I don't know, 
just big ups. Much love to Seb. And much love to uh, Apex and Parkour to you and all the other people that help help to bring Seb out. I know there was other like multi-organization collaboration to get him to come through America. Um, and that's what's, you know, that's what's awesome about what's going on is, you know, we're all organized and, and becoming more organized and cooperative with each other, it seems, in certain domains. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's really it. That's really it, gang. Like, I just wanted to drop some of that on you guys. I don't have too much. And, uh, again, like I want to line things up and get you guys more popped off with some better guests and stuff, but I don't want to make this too long because I think, um, people could be turned off from, from viewing it if it's too long. And I want, you know, I know that there's some people out there that probably just want to hear about Seb and that's really all I have to say. Like, that's all that's, that's all that's pertinent this week, you know? But uh, we're going to keep these things popping off. And I really appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, I Honestly, I can't say it enough. Like, it means the world to me to see that, you know, there's people just that are still downloading every week. And I get feedback from people in the UK. And, like, you know, I just talked to Giles of Modus Projects the other day. And Modus, by the way, just dropped a fucking banger video, Nature's Playground, um, with Johnston and uh, Keelan. And I, I think, I don't know who else was in it. Giles was in it, which was fucking awesome. And, um, they're just, they're just crushing it. There's like a really, it's a beautifully masterfully edited by Johnston of the Modus projects. And then a bunch of hilarious and fun behind the scenes footage. I'll just write included in the video. So check out Modus projects. And you know, Giles said he'd listened to the podcast a few times. Um, Kai Willis, you know, the Joe Hendo, like some of those guys from Storm. I know listen to the podcast. Like Ed Scott, like I mentioned, he and he and Verky did that double cork. Like shout out to anyone like Charlie. Some of those new Storm athletes I think listen sometimes. So much love to like the people that are that are supporting us just by listening. Um those acid teas, by the way, from Storm. I swear to God, those are the new that's the new hotness. I don't see any, like, I know Kai sent out some, some of those acetes to across the way, like, you know, to all the athletes that are, are pushing things right now. So big love to Kai. And also how fucking dope are these acetes? Let me know if you got one in the comments or whatever, but those acid wash teas, those storm acid wash teas, the IMAX, Ooh, they're so soft and they're so fly and they just hang right on your body. They show the musculature, but they don't show it like with a weird tightness, like a, like a muscle tee. They just drapes over you like, like, like cloth from the classical Greek lands, like a toga or something. It's just, it's magnificent. Um, and you're seeing everybody wearing them because it's, it's literally my new favorite t-shirt. It's fucking annoying. Nick showed up the other day. Nick Ortiz and I went out and trained and, uh, it, we both wanted to wear the same shirt. So luckily it was at my house. So I could change and uh, we didn't have to look like we actually almost wore merm shorts and storm tees at the same time, like true teammate status. But, um, but my, my merm shorts weren't really fucking clean. So I had to ditch that. Anyhow, anyhow, let's go into the sponsors before I let you guys go. Um, all these links, by the way, anything will be in the description of this podcast. And uh, I really appreciate you guys checking it out because, Anything that you can do to help grow the podcast will help me make better, more, more uh, on time, first of all, but also more, um, more important guests and uh, just more devoted time for production value and stuff. I I can't, I can't uh, thank you guys enough for for some of the links that some of you guys have clicked already, and and 
purchased or, or worked with, um, the apps, I, I got a little kickback, you know, here and there. And, and we really appreciated it. Cause that's, you know, I'm coming up, I'm trying to come up with good ways that can benefit the whole of the high drop listener community. You know, I don't want to really try to sell you guys things you don't need, but, um, these are things that I use all the things, anything I, everything, anything I'll ever put on any of our sponsorships. I'm not going to put it up here. I'm not going to recommend it to you guys if I don't believe in it and it hasn't worked for me in one good way or another. And I'll explain to you why. So <clears throat> we got that young Binance cryptocurrency exchange. If you want to, and again, this is, this isn't something that necessarily everyone will be into, but I'm very into investment and uh, thinking about your future. If you guys are young, that's something that you should do is just get on top of that stuff as early as you can. Cause trust me, you will be happy you did. Um, and, uh, and it's good. It's, you can gamify it. You can gamify your life. And the, the earlier you get on top of this stuff, the earlier you're, you have figured out, you know, a way for you to do more of what you want and less of what you don't want. Cause you're not going to have to do anything because you need money, right? That's kind of, that's kind of one key to, to life there. So Binance cryptocurrency exchange, it, you have to do your research if you want to be, you know, trading crypto right now. It's a pretty volatile market. So I can't necessarily recommend that you just go willy nilly on there. But, um, if you have the time to understand what Binance is about, then you'll have the time to research some things and probably make some smart investments. Um, but part of that volatility, part of that is, you know, the potential to make big gains, which is nice. You know, I think the future is definitely blockchain technology is going to be something that sticks around. But I also think that there will be a bubble, you know, they're, they're just like there was a dot-com bubble. Yeah, that doesn't mean the internet's not fucking good. doesn't mean that like Google and, uh, you know, <laughs> even AOL, like <laughs> probably made bank before they like got whatever they went under or Yahoo, um, all these like, irrelevant things now, but you know, Facebook, Google, Twitter, like these big websites, they, they survived the bubble of the dot-com bubble and they're billion dollar companies. I think similarly, like, yes, the blockchain technology is kind of a bubble right now. Obviously like not everyone knows what they're going to do with it. And all there's all these crazy coins on the market, but if you pick winners or even if you just diversify enough, it doesn't, you know, this stuff is here to stick around and it is the future. Um, so with that, there's also Robinhood investing, which is another exchange. And this one is really good because you get free stock if you sign up through our link. And so do I, and they trade other like more traditional stocks as well. You don't have to do crypto. Um, Binance is more for like lots of different coins. And then Robinhood would be like for your basic coins if you are into crypto. And then Acorns is another one where you invest your spare change. That's a really simple way to, to start getting up to your future. And I think that one's that one's maybe the most accessible. And that's maybe why it's the most important one because it's the one you guys might actually use. Um, it, and it's super chill. Again, you just save like a few hundred dollars like at a time. It's really easy to just find all of a sudden that there's $500 in your Acorns account. And no, it doesn't feel like anything is your li in your life has changed. It's just like everything that you buy with your credit cards rounds up and uh, it stores it for you and it invests it for you. So sometimes it compounds and it becomes even more money. And then, of course, we have on it total human. Goddamn. If you guys are sticking around for these ads, I'm, I got to shorten this shit up, don't I? We got to pick like one or two sponsors. All right, we'll cut it there. We'll cut it there. I'm going to switch between sponsors every episode now so you guys don't have to listen to me for the whole thing. I appreciate you guys getting this far. You're the fucking true height droppers out here if you're listening all the way to the end. And I got extra love and extra respect for you guys because you're in it to the end. 
you go all in. And that's another key to life. You got to go all in sometimes. You got to go all in. You got to put your fucking nuts on the line. So speaking of the line, call the Hike Drop Hotline at 720-295-7537 and let us know um, once we get a few enough calls that pile up we will have an episode where we answer all your calls and uh, break things down and uh, and don't be shy guys get at me get at me on the Instagram get at me in Facebook messaging get at me on an email get at me in the comments of this shit get at me in a podcast review leave a five star review on iTunes just spread the word of the podcast if you don't want to do any of the sponsor shit and you like what you hear come to our aid and spread the word spread the spread the good word of height drop and uh, let people know or leave a nice nice five-star review on that itunes and uh and subscribe on the podcast and we're gonna try to get it on more platforms for you guys as soon as as possible um i got a little bit behind actually because of the seb workshop i took two days off and then i had to catch up so i've actually just finished catching up from that so it's all good i'm gonna get in front of it again with you guys and i'll, I'll have more coming in the future weeks um so with that, let's uh, let's have Maggie Jordan play us out. Much love to you guys. Peace. <laughs>